Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shift to Freedom podcast. My name is Clayton Olson, and I am here with co-host Benjamin Easter. And today in our episode, we are going to be talking about boundaries, the importance of boundaries, the signs that you may not have strong boundaries, and some of the deeper architecture about what you can do about it, how you can think about it so that you can start to show up more powerfully in your life and create what you want. Boundaries is one of those topics that I I hear a lot of people talking about in the world around us, you know, it's mm. one of those things that just like you, you hear, there's so many posts about it. You see lots of stuff on Instagram about better boundaries and setting boundaries and how important boundaries are. And uh, I also think it's one of the kind of misunderstood areas of personal development. Uh, yeah. I love that. I think that's true. And as you're speaking, one of the things I'm coming into contact with is I think there's so many memes and videos and talks about boundaries because a lack of boundaries creates so much pain in someone's life. It can keep us in relationships too long. It can have us creating a hotbed of resentment within us in our relationships. Uh, We can get stuck in a place of anger and rage because there's a way in which we're compromising ourselves, not believing in our value. And it seems to be that healthy, clear, articulate boundaries are the antidote to a lot of human suffering in relationship. <laughs> it's true. And it's funny too, too, because like there's seems to be so much resistance to setting boundaries sometimes, like because of the perceived consequences of, of exerting boundaries. But what I find is that mm-hmm. once boundaries are exerted, actually relationships get a lot better. They get a lot easier. You think that there's going to be some sort of tension or something. I think, I think that's the, uh, the intuition about this. But once people set healthy boundaries, it seems like everything just kind of gets a little bit smoother. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would love to speak to that a little bit in a moment, what you're opening up here, which is that there are some false beliefs that people may just be unconsciously buying into about this idea of, quote unquote, speaking up for themselves or setting a boundary and how it's a selfish act and not relational. Um, Perhaps, though, maybe before we go into that, what have you seen with the coaching clients that you work with, maybe in your own life or the just friends, family? Like, what are some signs that boundaries will benefit somebody immensely? What are some like signs of suffering that you see maybe in the world of the business coaching that you do uh, yeah. that boundaries would be an antidote for? Yeah. Well, one thing that I always am on the lookout for and I encourage my clients to be on the lookout for is resentment. If you experience any kind of resentment anywhere, that is. going to be a boundary issue. I say 99% because I don't want to, I don't want to say that I know every single situation, but if somebody's experiencing resentment, chances are a boundary has been violated, which I do want to talk a little more about like 
because we we talk about boundaries and setting boundaries, and I think that that's very much like the branch of what boundaries are. There's a root of what boundaries are too, which I think understanding that and having a framework for what's really going on when we're missing boundaries is useful for people because the tactics of setting boundaries, they will work less well if you don't have the root, the foundation in place for setting good boundaries. So, but the one that I always tell people to look out for is resentment. If you find yourself frustrated with somebody or like, mm, all right, man, I can't believe that. Ah, you know, they're, you're doing that like kind of eye rolly stuff at people. Uh, that I think is definitely a sign that it's useful to take a look at your boundaries. What about you? Anything mm. else that comes up for you? Yeah, I would say if you find yourself, you know, and I'll pull a, a page out of just the relationship coaching that I've done. Uh, if you find yourself continually in relationship with people that are takers, where the judgment that you have about them is that you feel like you give, give, and give, and you don't really get anything back, or that mm. somehow the the relationships are lopsided in some degree. It's usually a sign that you're outsourcing your power to somebody else and mm. possibly expecting them to know your boundaries uh, without being explicit about them. Oh, yeah, that's a really great point. Maybe we can double click on them a little yeah. bit. A few others I'd imagine being feeling drained by all of your obligations. Um, right. So being in the work that you do or your everyday life, feeling like you're operating under a place of shoulds and ought ought tos Mm -hmm. and have tos. I think that's a sign that there's something going on here with, with boundaries where they're not being set properly. And so you're just kind of being used by life in a way where you're suddenly being resentful. And it might not even be that you're resentful towards a person. It could be that there's just a natural level of resentment that's coming up around life which actually mean that there's a way in which you're not setting these internal boundaries around what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. So I think that bleeds into also like saying yes to things when you really mean no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's definitely a big boundary thing. That that exhaustion is another clue, I think. Not always, Mm. because exhaustion can come about for lots of reasons. Like there's internal resources, there's sleep and eating, but also there's an exhaustion that happens when we say yes to things that we weren't really a yes to. We say yes to too many things Mm. to what we really want to say yes to or what would be in alignment for us uh, to where we're like not nurturing ourselves. So I think that those are other clues to be on the lookout for. Anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Those kind of seem like the big ones to me. Like if you're feeling really drained, take a look at this because it could be, mm-hmm. again, those those resources, but it could be that you you don't have boundaries. And if you're feeling resentful, angry, frustrated with someone overworked with life in general with your situation, yeah, yeah, overworked, I think would go into that exhausted category. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think those are the big ones to be on the lookout for. Uh, lots of people experiencing that. Uh, I experience it from time to time, to time yeah. myself. Yeah. Oh, also maybe tensions in relationships too. If you're, if you're experiencing, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, that could go into the resentment category a little bit, but if we're, if we're finding that we're in conflict with somebody a lot, I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's essentially a sign to take a look at boundaries as well. Um, and you might find some, yeah. some gold there. Um, I'll put another one out there too, yeah. that comes up with a relationship is, uh, holding something against your partner and being in this kind of unconscious agreement that you're not going to be okay until they change. Mm. Right. So uh, being attached to the outcome of them doing something, growing in some way, um, showing up differently uh, and starting to harbor resentment or anger towards them around that, that can be a lack of boundaries in the sense that you may not be staying in your own lane. 
Mm-hmm. You may be slipping into some type of codependent dynamic with them, which yeah. is something to watch out for. Yeah, right on. Totally. Let's talk about, let's move on and talk about what boundaries are and what boundaries aren't. I think it's important because that really brought up for me this staying in your own lane thing. A lot of times people mm. are, when they're talking about boundaries, they're they're talking about boundaries like, well, you can't do those. You can't do that to me or or like he can't talk to you that way, you know, or or like mm. as though <clears throat> in that word can't, I think is a clue of a of a boundary that's not being effectively used. Because the fact is, mm. yes, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You're an adult human and you can take whatever mm. actions you want to take. Now there will be consequences, right? The point that I'm trying to make here is that you can't set boundaries <laughs> on someone else. That that's not something that's mm. possible to do. When I say can't, I literally mean it's it's impossible to set a boundary around somebody. Now you might be able to get them to buy into a, a belief that, that you can set a boundary around their actions. But at the end of the day, everybody is in charge of their own choices in the world and you can't make boundaries around somebody else's choices. You can, however, lay out consequences of those. Yes. And you can also enroll people in a type of frequency or a type of dynamic that you believe would be most helpful for the relationship working, right? Like if you're in relationship with somebody and there is a kind of condescending tone that they have, or perhaps a way in which they're speaking and they're raising their voice or they're yelling or calling you names, uh, there can be a request that you put out there that's based on maybe a certain way that you uh, feel that you need to be spoke to in order for your listening to be online, right? You may communicate to them, right? Like what, you know, what you're committed to and how you're committed to communicating in the relationship so that the two of you can actually work through things productively. Um, And again, they may or may not buy into that. And if they don't, then you've got a decision to make about whether or not uh, this relationship is actually workable. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I love that you use that word enrolling because I think at its essence, at the root, what we're really Mm -hmm. talking about when we're talking about boundaries is enrolling either others or yourself in something of value in the world, something that's important to people, some root value. Uh, Because that's what what we're really talking about with boundaries is that there is something that is important to someone in the world something that has meaning inherently to them. Okay. We're, we're designing a structure around that thing such that we get to experience it. Yeah. Right. And, um, and maybe that's the trunk of the tree and the root of the tree, I think is that I am, this is kind of where I think the essence of boundaries comes, but I am the center of my own reality. I am the star of the show, me, I am personally in my own existence. I am the one who is the center of everything. Right. And I am worth having an experience that is meaningful to me. It's okay for me to want to have an experience that is meaningful to me in the world. And then the values that I have and that I protect in my reality are set up so that I can get to have the experiences that I want to, so that I feel fulfilled, have a meaningful life that I get to exist in the way that I want to. And then the the branch, the, the boundaries that we set with ourselves and others, that's really, those are the tactics that we use in order to protect those values, which protect our sense of meaning and fulfillment in the world. And then a lot of times when we're, when we're failing to do the branch activity, it's because not even because we haven't identified and outlined the values that we care about, but it's because we don't yet, or in some ways don't yet, believe that we are worthy 
of having an experience, a meaningful life and a fulfilling mm-hmm. life on our own terms. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in that that I would disagree with. Um, I think that it comes down to worthiness. And I think the language that I would use that I hear you saying in a, in a different way is that boundaries are about creating structure so that we can be self-honoring in our relationships. And if we're not being self-honoring and we're hoping that other people are honoring us before we honor ourselves, we're setting ourselves up to be in a very tricky transactional dynamic that might be riddled with codependency. And another place, another way that I would also just throw a, a component into the mix here is that I see boundaries as almost like the membrane of self, right? It's the, it's the cell membrane of self. And if we don't allow our boundaries to be present, if we don't, another way of saying it is if we don't know our value and we don't know what we want, then we're not actually bringing ourselves into the relationship. Yeah. We're actually bringing kind of a, uh, a very amorphous shape-shifting mirror that may be using the other person as the compass for how we act and how we show up, which absolutely leads to resentment. And so to be in relationship with somebody is to have two selves that come together. And if you don't have a self that is created by this cell membrane of boundaries, then you're simply in merging uh, territory with another person. You're not actually in relationship with them. And so if you want a healthy relationship rather than merging, your boundaries have to be present as an ingredient. It's something that you speak about, something that you're aiming for or orienting around, because only you really know how to take care of yourself in connection. Other people will learn through you teaching them by modeling it, but they're not going to be able to mind read. Yeah, totally. I I love the cell membrane concept. Uh, One of the things that I really like about it that I just want to draw out and and make explicit is cell membranes, they are a boundary that exists around the cell and they're semi-permeable. Like things can make it through the boundary, you know, and those things are like the things that fit with what the cell is needing in that moment to, to survive. Right. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take in energy through the cell. We'll take in water through the cell membrane, that sort of thing. So I really like that, that analogy because it's, it's a boundary that stops some things, but lets other things in. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really a useful model for boundaries. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Excellent. So what is it that you think are some of the beliefs, if we're just to take this a little bit deeper, not that what we're saying isn't deep already, but if we were to go to the level of the belief structure that someone might be living in that has them not set boundaries with people that they love or with people that are important in the workplace and their work, uh, what do you think those are? I mean, I really, at its essence, think it it comes down to one thing, which is Mm. that someone else's experience of the world is more important than my experience of the world. Maybe there's like this side belief that is everybody can't have what they want. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. But I do, I do think it comes down to like, I, my experience of the world is secondary to your experience of the world in some way. Mm. And I I mean, our culture really encourages that kind of thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just to put some different language to it, which is something that I was going to say is that a boundary is a selfish act and it's not relational. And when oh, I say yeah. selfish, you know, I don't necessarily mean like just us 
being, I, I mean it with a negative connotation that almost yeah. like a boundary is a almost borderline narcissistic act. And it's actually not relational. And mm -hmm. that if we were to set a boundary, somehow we're deteriorating the relationship, which is mm -hmm. quite the opposite. Yeah, I, I think that is what's going on. Like, and that boundaries are somehow uh, constraining other people mm. and their behaviors. That that somehow setting a boundary is going to stop someone else from getting what they want. In the yeah, yes, I love that. So I would say to that one, my language would be that boundaries get in the way of love and acceptance. Mm. Right. Oh, that yeah. to set up set a boundary actually blocks love and acceptance from having the relationship. Because if I'm setting a boundary, then I'm not accepting that person the way that they are, right? So therefore, I'm not loving them, which is just a, it's a, it's a fallacy, right? Because setting a boundary doesn't actually mean that. It means in some ways you're, again, inviting people to uh, play at a level that allows you to be your best and to be generous. I also think that setting boundaries, another false belief around that is that people think that it's an it's a act of self-defense or that it's violence in the relationship. And I think that a boundary can come off that way if one is sitting on boiling anger and resentment, and then they finally speak out. It might be in a disproportionate way that is not with proper timing, proper care, uh, as a gift towards the relationship. Yeah. I mean, well, what you see happen is that like people boil over, like, yeah, see that resentment. It's like a, it's almost like a thermometer and the resentment just keeps growing and growing and growing in the presence of something that's violating essentially, again, a value, something that's important to somebody. Mm. Right. And then yep. it just boils over and they snap at somebody, which is also not useful for the relationship. Totally. Right. Yeah. So someone might conflate kind of attacking somebody uh, like the attack might have a boundary in it, but it's, it's put out there in a way that is just actually not relational. But that doesn't mean that a boundary is not relational, it just means the way in which you spoke up about it uh, might be an attack. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I have this, uh, this way of thinking about it, that there are like hard boundaries, and then there are soft boundaries. So, so we have this, we have this spectrum, okay. And on one end, you have the nuclear option, okay, which is, again, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I am responsible for my own boundaries. I am responsible for, like, having a meaningful experience of the world and setting up relationships, whatever, relationships with myself, relationships with others, relationships with my environment that protect the experience that I want to have in the world. At the end of the day, it, it falls on me to do that. If it's not happening, it's because I didn't do it, okay? And that is because we have agency. We have choice. At the end of the day, if somebody won't buy into the world that you want, if you invite someone in, if you try to enroll someone in a boundary that you have, okay, and you can't get them enrolled, there's always the nuclear option, which is like, I'm just going to walk away. I can change my reality by just leaving any situation that I'm in. You know, obviously, if I'm a prisoner, maybe not. There's some situations where there's like weird stuff going on. Even then, you could walk away mentally, which is a thing that people do. Like insanity is, I think, the ultimate boundary enforcement <laughs> in some mm -hmm. ways. And so you... So that's the nuclear option. And I think a lot of times the the resistance to setting boundaries is because people are thinking in terms of just the nuclear option as being their only choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, but on the, on the far other side is really, hey, friend, I have something that's really important to me in the world. Is this thing important to you too? Is it possible for us to have a relationship where we both get to experience that? Is that something that you'd be willing mm -hmm. to buy into? Right. And I think yeah. that's like at its most loving and most gentle, that's like a soft boundary. And then there's yeah. the spectrum. We yeah. start with wanting to enroll people. And ultimately we have the nuclear option. 
which hopefully yeah. don't get to that often. Yeah, beautifully said. Coming back to something you said earlier, and then tying into this, you mentioned when someone just sets a boundary on other people and say, hey, you can't talk to me that way, right? Like, okay, that may or may not be effective. Something's going on there. It looks like a boundary, but how it occurs to me is it's incomplete. And the reason it's incomplete is because the person who's setting the boundary isn't actually attaching to the core value that they're really wanting to live into existence within that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so if you're setting a boundary or you notice yourself building and getting resentment or uh, being angry, look underneath that and look to what is the value that you are a champion for in your own life that you really want to be present in the relationship. And then when you fight for that, when you enroll in that, when you have a conversation around that value, it's so much more persuasive and also revealing of a North Star that the relationship can begin to orient around that then can bring a negotiation or clarity around communication that both of you can actually start to move in the same direction of. So yeah. that would be the the perhaps kind of on the fly formula. If you find yourself needing to set a boundary and you start to set a hard boundary or you notice yourself wanting to set a hard boundary, excavate the value and then speak to the value and why it's important to you and what the impact it might be on you when the value is not being lived. Um, that's a great way to be exercise vulnerability as well as enrollment, clarity, transparency, and an invitation into something greater than the dynamic that you've had. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to just kind of double click on values. It's kind of a jargon term, I think. And I just like to give people a, like a framework for understanding what a value is. So values are these like intrinsic things that exist in us. So they, they follow kind of three rules uh, that mark a value. Values are always intrinsic. They happen inside of us. They don't happen outside. They don't happen in anyone else. That's not where we experience values. They're universal. They can happen in any situation to any person and they're abstract. It's not something that you can touch or feel in any way. If, if you can touch or feel it, chances are it's not your value. It's maybe a method of, that you use to get to your value, like a vehicle or something like that, right? Like my motorcycle is a, is a, is a vehicle, literally a vehicle, but it's a vehicle that I get to freedom, for instance, or something mm -hmm. like that. And so when you're, when you stop to check in, ask yourself, what's the thing here that is abstract, universal, and intrinsic that is important to me that I'm missing right now. Because if we can find that thing, the thing about them is they're universal. So a lot of times when we say, hey, I have this value around peace is one, if somebody's yelling or something, let's, let's take that as an example. Like my friend's yelling at me and I say, hey, I have a value around peace in the world. Is that something that's important to you too? Do you also like the, the experience of like peaceful interaction? And they might say yes, because a, a value is tends to be universal, right? And then it's mm -hmm. like, cool. Well would you be willing to contribute to our sense of peace by like lowering your voice? Is that something that would be amenable to you, right? Essentially, we're trying to en enroll them, right? Now, in that, you can imagine that situation. Well, it depends on the, the situation and how open that other person is to receiving that. But you can imagine that situation kind of going, yeah, of course, totally. I I'd be willing to do that. Thanks for reminding me. I'm sorry I raised my voice. Like, let's be, be on the same page. And you could imagine a situation where somebody says, no, peace is not important to me. It, truth is important to me. Let's get to the bottom of this, right? And so now the person who's who's setting the boundary gets to make a choice, right? Now I can say like, hey, is is truth more important to me than peace? Because for this person, it is. And maybe this is just like not a conversation that we have. And I think the extent to which we share values with the people around us is the extent to which we really want to spend time 
with them, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, so the reason I'm bringing all this up is I think boundaries can do two things. Like we're worried that we're going to maybe like lose people, but there's one situation where somebody is in alignment with our values, but they just don't know how to find the formula or they forgot for a second. And th- those situations are awesome because then we get to invite people more into our reality. But there's another situation where somebody's maybe actually out of values alignment with us. Maybe they prioritize other values over the ones that we find important. And in those situations, it's also really useful to set boundaries because then you get to realize, hey, actually this person, we don't share enough values that I want to spend as much time as we're spending together because I want to experience these values. They're really important to me. And I don't get to experience them when I'm around this person because they're not important to this person at all. Right. Which is, I think, a really useful model for understanding because there is an infinite number of people in the world, an infinite number of situations that we could find ourselves in, and we can always walk away and change our environment entirely. And I think that's just like a really useful remembrance to hold and kind of way to encourage people to set boundaries, both soft and hard in their world is so that they can get to experience more of what they want in the world. Don't we want that for everybody? Like, you know, mm. why be with a relationship that doesn't serve you, you know? Yeah. That's and I land. will say that I... Yeah, I think it I think it lands well. I think that the a piece that I would add though to that is that I I don't believe that people are static with their values though either. And so the conversation may be in one part to reveal what like where somebody is prioritizing values, like someone's prioritizing truth over peace, and you're prioritizing, say, peace, and they think you're prioritizing that over truth. And so therefore there's got to be this kind of uh, you know, walking around on uh, rice paper or yes, kind of sir. pussyfooting around the conversation uh, through the conversation, both people can start to actually reprioritize their values in some ways to stay in the relationship and where one might end up being elevated because they start to see that it's actually like, Oh wow. Like this is something that I do value. And I realize that valuing it more or prioritizing it more would help in the depth and the expansiveness of this relationship. And therefore, uh, you know, I'm willing to continue to shift and evolve who I'm being, right? Not from a place of compromise, but from a place of just like allowing relationships to change us because relationships do change us. And, and I think when we talk about relationships changing us, what's actually happening is we're changing our value systems. We're shifting our value systems. I mean, I know that in my intimate relationship with my fiance, uh, there are ways in which I have absolutely grown and things that I didn't value in my 20s have just naturally moved up because of our dialogues and our awareness around uh, things that are important to us and things that are important to the relationships. And, and I only bring that up because uh, I don't think that it's binary, that it's either like, hey, you guys are a match or you're not a match and then you walk away. I believe that through honest dialogue and conversation, uh, if people are wanting to change and wanting to shift, uh, we we can't find common ground without compromising ourselves. Right. That's awesome. Absolutely. I think that's a really great distinction to make. And what I'm hearing, like the part where I'm like, yeah, that's what I mean is like, if people want to do that, that is also shorthand for some value that they're experiencing. So in other words, you have the person, maybe to go back to my other example, you have the person who values peace, the person who's valuing truth. And then what, I, what I'm hearing you say is like, well, actually, are we both valuing relationship or communion or love or growth enough to participate yeah. in a conversation in a way that, so it's almost like laddering back up. I'm not saying it's binary. That wasn't what my point of that was. What my point was sure. that if we can't enroll somebody into some experience of the world such that we're missing out on something that is important to us, that's 
trouble. And it's, it is a slippery slope to a life unfulfilled, unreached potential, unmet desires. I think the the one piece that I'll just mark out here that I, that I love what you're saying is just that a, a boundary, like setting these boundaries and um, being in, in dialogue around this, just to remember that whatever relationship you're in, you're in out of choice. And mm. if, if you're starting to build up resentment and anger, it's on you. It's not the other person. It's on, it's on you and it's on your voice and it's on you taking responsibility for where you're at and speaking up. And I mean, this is where I'll just kind of say a couple of my final thoughts is that I think, you know, we need to look at boundaries as a, as a, we're giving a roadmap to our partner or to whoever we're working with or anybody in our life to actually learn how to even love to us and, and even to ourselves, yep, to be with us. Um, it's an investment in our relationship by setting boundaries because we don't set boundaries with people that don't matter. Exactly. We, we actually, we, we don't do that. So it's, it's an investment of our love and of ourself into the relationship. And then also it's an act of authenticity to bring my boundary, to bring a structure into the relationship. A request is an act of genuine, uh, investment of who I am. And if we see it that way, I think that it just, we can take the, the kind of the break off of speaking up um, and realize that there's, this is an offering rather than a withdrawal from the relationship. Yeah. I love that. I love that distinction. It's almost like that these boundaries in like the cell membrane, it's a way to bring our individuation into the world. It's a way to like, mm-hmm. to infuse our reality with more of our authentic truth is such a strong word, <laughs> but our, you know, our authentic yeah. experience, our authentic values. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, dude, this was yeah. a really great conversation as always. A uh, couple of other things I can't wait to double click on in future podcasts. Um, but I uh, really appreciate you coming on and uh, yep. go out there and lovingly set boundaries, everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.